Hi, it's Rob West. Do you need help developing a spending and or debt reduction plan? Trained MoneyWise coaches can assist using practical tools and biblical insights to get you on track. You can request a MoneyWise coach by going to moneywise.org and clicking the community tab. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Ephesians 2.10. I am Rob West. Today, Christians are expressing a variety of considerations and needs as it relates to their financial decisions. I'll talk about meeting them with David Spica today, and then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is MoneyWise biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Well, we're delighted to welcome David Spica to the program for the first time. David is the Chief Investment Officer at Guidestone, a financial services firm helping those in ministry as well as the broader Christian population and an underwriter of this program. David, great to have you with us today. Thanks, Rob. I'm honored to be on here with you today. David, I know a vision and a clear mission really drives you and the team at Guidestone. Would you share your vision and mission for helping Christian investors as we get started here today? Absolutely. When I got together with my team and we talked about what our vision and mission should be, we thought about, well, what does Scripture tell us? So we went to Scripture, and we saw three verses that really guided us. The first is the Great Commandment. That is uh, Jesus telling us to love God with all our heart and all our soul and love our neighbor as ourself. Then there's the Great Commission, where Jesus tells us to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And finally is John 3.16, really the essence of the gospel, why Jesus came to earth. Those things really helped guide us to come up with our vision. And from that, we came up with a vision that we want to transform the world through Christian investing. Hmm. Now, I've learned that a vision, this is from Andy Stanley, a vision is the solution to a problem. So what's the problem that we're providing a solution to, Rob? And the problem is, is that too few evangelical Christians invest in a way that honors the Lord. Only 15% of evangelical Christians today invest in God-honoring investments, and we want to change that. And so that vision is what's helping us get to that point. Well, it's compelling, and we're going to talk about the growth of this whole space of faith-based investing and the opportunity to align your values as a believer with your investments a little later in the program. But I'd love for you to build on that mission and vision and just share a little bit about what you actually do at Guidestone and how you serve God's people. Guidestone was formed in 1918 to provide financial support to retired pastors and their widows. And over the ensuing 100-plus years, we've become a multi-line financial services firm providing insurance, retirement, and investments to Christians, institutions, and Christian individuals. And so we've really developed into uh, an organization that provides the needed financial services for Christians across the United States. So how do we, on the investment team that I lead, how do we impart the values that we hold in our services and in our products. So it begins with Guidestone Funds. We're the largest faith-based investment firm in the country. Mm. Today, we manage a little over $18 billion in total. Guidestone Funds are available to investors across the United States, either directly through Guidestone or from a financial advisor. 
Secondly, we offer services through our personal advisory service, Guidestone Advisors, where we provide customized faith-based investment solutions for believers. And then finally, through Guidestone Investment Services, we provide customized faith-based investment solutions for Christian institutions. So a variety of ways that individuals and institutions can access the faith-based investments that we produce. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, uh, David, we're going to unpack all of that in terms of what that actually looks like. How can you have an investment portfolio that aligns with your values as a believer? And I know one of the things that's really important to you is that believers have access to organizations like this that share their values, but who can also provide the tactical outworking of that through specifically their investments. We've got just about 30 seconds uh, before our first break. Talk Talk about the importance of that. Well, I tell you what's important, Rob. There's a term called greenwashing, which I know you're familiar with. That's firms that create values-based investment solutions just to raise assets. They don't really believe what they're doing. That is not Guidestone. We are a 100-plus-year-old institution. We live every day the values that are imparted in our investment solutions, and that's important for investors to know. We're going to talk about this and perhaps some stories of what this impact actually looks like. And what about the advocacy side of it as well? As a shareholder, you can actually express your values to company leadership. David will weigh in on that as well. David Spica joins us today. He's the chief investment officer at Guidestone and much more to come on faith-based investing just around the corner. Do you ever feel stressed or anxious about money? If so, that's normal, but you don't have to accept that. You can find peace of mind and financial security. Learn how with the 31-day devotional, Money Seeking God's Wisdom. You'll find powerful scripture and practical exercises for spiritual and financial growth. You can request your copy with a gift of any amount. Would you consider a monthly or one-time gift by December 31st? Just visit moneywise.org give. For 30 years, Sound Mind Investing has been helping Christians reach their financial goals with step-by-step guidance for investors at every stage, from those just getting started to those getting ready for retirement. Through scriptural principles and practical suggestions, SMI offers financial wisdom for living well. More information, including a short video webinar on profit and peace of mind, no matter what's happening in the market, is available at soundmindinvesting.org. Delighted to have you with us today on MoneyWise. I'm Rob West, your host. Joining me today for this segment of the broadcast, David Spica, Chief Investment Officer at Guidestone, a financial services firm helping those in ministry as well as the broader Christian population and an underwriter of this program. And David, just before the break, you were sharing the legacy and history and really the heart behind this organization. You know, we hear from more and more believers all the time on this program who really desire to have their faith reflected in every facet of their lives, and that includes their financial decisions and investments. Why do you think it's important for Christians to be working with a faith-forward organization like Guidestone in their financial dealings? 
That's a great question, Rob. And the way I would answer that is I would say that Christians understand the need to tithe, to give back to the church and to give to those in need. But I don't think they understand that they have a a need, that they have an obligation to invest in a way that honors God. So we provide that opportunity three ways through our mutual funds. First, we provide exclusionary screening. We've been doing this for decades. There are five industries that Christians do not want to support that we will not invest in. They include abortion and alcohol and and gambling and pornography. Secondly, we do shareholder advocacy. So shareholder advocacy is where we represent our shareholders and advocate on their behalf with companies that we own in order to encourage those company management teams to operate in a more Christ-like fashion. Mm. And then finally, and the piece of this that I'm most excited about is impact investing. Impact investing is proactively investing in companies that are doing good around the world and helping to spread the gospel. Mm. Yeah, that really is compelling and exciting to think that as a shareholder, even though I may own a small percentage of a company, that my voice can be heard through advocacy and that I might be actually making an impact through the investments that are made. Uh, Perhaps you could share a few success stories about both the advocacy side and the impact side in the work that you do. Yeah, and advocacy and impact, Rob, are how we truly, truly are going to change the world. We want to change the world, and this is how we're going to do that. So on the advocacy side, we work with other Christian investors through the Interfaith Center on Corporate Responsibility, and uh, we've made several gains in certain industries, opioids being one of those. Hmm. So uh, we've worked to reduce aggressive sales practice of opioids, knowing how big a problem that is in our country. Secondly, we We've had uh, success in certain technology areas, for instance, with Google Chromebook, where we've had success creating safeguards so that children aren't going to places on the Internet they don't need to be. Hmm. So that's the advocacy piece, and that's just a small sample. On the impact side, we really, truly want to promote the sanctity of life and the spreading of the gospel. So how are we doing that? We are investing in bonds that provide capital to Christian schools and universities. Universities. Obviously, they need capital. We're mm. providing that. Yeah. We also invest in bonds that support housing and education for single mothers. This is important because we've learned that 75% of abortions occur with women who live at or below the poverty level. We want to reduce the impediments they have to having the child. And so that means providing a home, providing education. They're going to be much more likely to keep that child. The last thing that we've done is we've committed 20% of the revenue of our impact mutual fund to Christian causes, specifically life and gospel causes. And so over the last couple of years, we've given $200,000 to Send Relief, an organization that spreads the gospel and provides uh, relief organizations, relief opportunities around the world. And we've also given $100,000 to crisis pregnancy organizations and entities that are promoting the sanctity of life. Mm, that's powerful. And I know it's an exciting area of the work that you do as you think about both expressing the values of believers through shareholder advocacy and engagement, but also through the impact side as you look for new and compelling ways through either direct stock ownership or, as you said, through bond issues uh, that can actually uh, facilitate and encourage a kingdom impact. Uh, David, you mentioned a, a moment ago that uh, you know 15% or less of believers are actually deployed 
deploying these types of investments. I think that's going to grow over time. I know you do as well. But what are the challenges facing Christian investors today in terms of being a good steward of God's resources, specifically related to their investments? Well, first and foremost, Rob, they don't know that the opportunity exists to invest in God-honoring investments. They need to know they exist, and they need to know that really, just like tithing, they have an obligation to invest in a way that honors the Lord. So they need a guide. They need an advisor that can lead them to these investments. Secondly, those advisors need to know that firms like Guidestone exist and that we're providing these investments. So that's up to us to make sure that we're providing the education for those advisors so they're aware that these funds exist and they can help their clients meet their goals. Finally, investors need to make sure their advisors know that investing in a way that honors God is a priority for them. So they need to be very proactive in sending that message to their advisors so that their advisors will seek out firms like Guidestone and they'll be able to honor the Lord through their investments just like they do in the offering plate when they go to church every Sunday. Yeah. Now, as a chief investment officer, David, obviously you're well aware of the need to have compelling returns, right? Because there's a dual mandate here. Yeah, we want to make an impact, but we also want to grow the resources God has entrusted to us so we have them available later when we need them. Uh, but the exciting thing is that in this faith-based investing space, we don't have to sacrifice return when we're trying to have an impact at the same time. Would you agree that that's possible? Absolutely, that's possible. And thank you for mentioning that, Rob. We've actually twice been awarded by Lipper as the best small mutual fund family in America. And we're the only firm that practices faith-based investing that has won that award. And that award is based on risk-adjusted returns. And so clearly, we're able to provide returns at the same time that we're providing the values-based investing. So, no, you do not have to sacrifice returns, and that is absolutely a key component of what we do. Yeah, very good. I also want to unpack a bit more just the advocacy side of what you're doing. You know, some people might think, you know what, David, I'm such a small investor. You know, I really can't make a difference. How do you use the power of the mutual fund structure and the influence you have as a manager of, as you said, more than $13 billion to actually make a difference and make sure that the voice of your investors is heard? Well, the $13 billion that we own is combined with the assets held by other faith-based firms through the Interfaith Center on Corporate Responsibility. Ah. So we aggregate those assets together. It's a big number. So when we contact the CFO or the COO or the the, whoever it is at that company, they're going to want to talk to us because they know that we can move the market uh, on their behalf. And so they want to make sure that they are responding to us and to our needs. And so that, that asset base gives us the opportunity to do that. I love that. Just 30 seconds left. Um, Who can work with you and your team at Guidestone, David? Anybody can work with us. We offer self-service options, full-service options through Guidestone Advisors. And as I mentioned earlier, our funds are available through your current financial advisor. The best way to contact us is through our website at GuidestoneFunds.com. Excellent. David, great work, and we appreciate you stopping by today. We're grateful for the way you all have served God's people for a long, long time. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Rob. I enjoyed it. That was David Spica from Guidestone, the Chief Investment Officer. The website again, it's easy to remember, GuidestoneFunds.com. 
Your calls are next. The number 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. I'm Rob West and this is Money Wise, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Stick around. God's Word is packed with life-changing wisdom about your finances. And Money Wise is here to help you and millions of others learn to be wise stewards. As a nonprofit organization, we rely on help from Money Wise patrons, supporters of this mission, to help us continue and expand our outreach. Has God provided financial answers for you through this ministry? If so, please consider becoming a monthly Money Wise patron. Visit MoneyWise.org and click Give on the homepage. We are grateful for support from Praxis Mutual Funds. Praxis Mutual Funds has seven impact strategies that are designed to create positive real-world change. More information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. The fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses are contained in the prospectus and summary prospectus. This and other information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Foreside Fund Services, LLC. You're listening to Money Wise. I'm Rob West. So glad you've decided to join us. 800-525-7000 is the number to call. Let's begin today in Indiana, WMBI. Uh, Michael, go right ahead, sir. I'm looking into uh, I-bonds. I heard you talking about it the other day on the radio. And my understanding is that a husband and wife who have um, a living trust and with the other person, my wife, uh, teaches piano, so she has a Schedule C business, that so we can set up a Treasury Direct account for each one of us and invest up to the potential maximum there. And I'm wondering, does the interest on each of those separate ones all get reported in the same place on the 1040, or is it handled differently somehow for the tr- trust or the Schedule C business? Yeah. Uh, so you'll have those individually in your name, uh, and you'll report the I-bond interest when you redeem the bond. That's the only time you have to report it. And you'll find the amount of interest received on your I-bond in box three of uh, the IRS form 1099-INT, which is for interest. Uh, you'll get one of those if you earn at least $10 in interest. And then you would report that uh, on the 1040 or 1040A, whichever one you use on the appropriate line. Uh, if you use the 1040 Easy, you report savings bond interest on, I think, line two. But regardless, you would report that on the appropriate line, depending upon which 1040 you use. Uh, and the amount that you get would be uh, on that uh, 1099. If you were to get multiple 1099s, then you would you know, obviously total that up as you file that return jointly. Do you have time for another question on different issues? Uh, sure, go right ahead. Okay. Um, I have an annuity, and the value for the annuity is only twenty dollars to $30,000 less than if, uh, for, the, for what they call the, the value for the, uh, the annuity itself in terms of returning a, an annualized uh, payment. But the annualized okay. payment runs about 4000 and something a year. And um, it would take over 20 years, 25 years maybe, to, to reach out that full amount. Sure. Um, and, and I can actually, I think, do better in terms of potential life expectancy if I just cash out the annuity. And I'm wondering, sure. 
not something I should do. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's uh, several moving parts there. You just want to make sure you understand the implications from a tax standpoint and otherwise. But, uh, you know, I would tend to agree. I think, you know, this is why I'm not a big fan of annuities. Often you can do better uh, by investing, you know, not through an insurance product, but just with straight investments in a properly diversified portfolio. So I think you're putting your finger on something that's important here that, you know, given that the payout, the annuitization would take, you know, 25 years or so to get to what you could receive as a lump sum now, and you could take that and deploy it and perhaps, you know, do better over the long haul. Obviously, you're assuming the risk in that, but I tend to agree with you that I'd rather have control over my money and be able to direct it as I see fit and realize, you know, the full potential of the upside between, you know, now and, you know, whatever point the Lord calls you home in the future and still have your principal to boot, which you could tap into if you needed more money or, you know, pass that on as an inheritance or give it away when you're, when you pass away. All right. Thank you very much. All right, Michael. God bless you, bud. We appreciate you calling. 800-525-7000 is the number to call to uh, Brainerd, Minnesota. Craig, you're next on the program. Go ahead. Hey there, I have uh, a company who provided me with a very light legal service for a monthly fee. Yeah. In this legal yeah. service, they allowed me to do a will. Is there anything else I need to do to make sure this is legit? And is there anything else I need to do as far as the will goes? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, it's probably similar, Craig, to some of these online services that will allow you to create a will, very low cost. And if you have a real simple situation, it certainly can be effective. I think, uh, you know, the other approach would be, which is what I would t- typically recommend for three to $500 to get an attorney to weigh in on it. Does that mean there's something wrong with what you have just because it was provided free? No, I don't think so. But I think this is one of those things where as the last stewardship decision you make, it's worth uh, having some competent counsel to look over it and either just review it and give you an opinion or uh, draft a new one that uh, could be updated every couple of years or when your situation changes. I hope that's helpful to you, Craig. Thanks for your call today. Uh, Veronica in Coral Springs, Florida, uh, you go right ahead. You're next on the program. Hi, uh, thank you for taking my call. I have a question about tithing. Uh, my husband and I, we do the tithing, but uh, recently, four months ago, I started an uh, Amazon seller business. So um, the three, four months, I, I didn't do that well, but last month and this month, I'm doing well. So I, uh, from the beginning, I started tithing. Uh, one person, a Christian woman, told me, you know, uh, you shouldn't be tithing right now because you're paying your investment. You still don't have any income that you're bringing home. So you have to pay the debt and then you then you tithe. So I'm a little yeah. confused because I always tithe in anything I have. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let me try to explain the difference, I think, between your personal finances and your business. When it comes to your personal finances, the income you're receiving, whether that's W-2 income because you're an employee uh, or a gift you receive, or in the case of a small business owner where it's your business, it would be the amount you pay to yourself as income. I would, if you're going to give a tithe on that, then you would give a tenth of the gross amount. 
You're not able to do that though in a business because you actually, your increase is really your profit. You think about a grocery store. They might make a, you know, a few pennies on the sale of a product, the margin between what they bought it for and what they're selling it for. If they tithed on the gross amount, they'd be out of business. So you really have to take all the income as the business, pay yourself, pay all the expenses. And then at the end of the quarter or the end of the year, if the business has a profit, well, then if you want to tithe on that business profit, you would give a tenth of that. You wouldn't be able to do it on the gross. And that's going to do it for us today. And as we wrap up, let me just say thanks for being with us today. Thank you for your calls. Thank you for listening. And thanks for being a faithful supporter of this ministry. You know, beyond the broadcast, we have an entire team of contributors and coaches and web designers and media producers working each day to develop tools and content to help you become a better biblical money manager. And none of that work would be possible without your financial support. We offer a lot of it for free, and that's only because of the generous gifts from listeners like you. If you're not yet one of our financial partners but would like to be, would you visit our website at moneywise.org and click the donate button to sign up? We'd certainly be grateful. In the meantime, please set an alarm on your phone and make plans to join us again next time. I'll be here, and I hope you will be too, for the next installment of MoneyWise. MoneyWise is provided by MoneyWise Media and listeners like you.